So what parts of yourself did you have to accept? That I did not have self-worth. That's deep. No matter how beautiful I was, no matter how many modeling jobs I booked or commercials or no matter how many times people called me beautiful. Mm. If I didn't see that, if I didn't know my internal beauty and my outwards beauty and how powerful and beautiful I really was, it didn't matter what everybody else said. I am your host, your sister, Letitia Roll, and this mini-series features Crystal Streets, navigating toxic relationships and how to get back to self. Because girl, we got this. What up, sis? What's good? Back with my sister, Crystal Street. We're back. (laughs) I am so excited for this episode today. It's all about the death and rebirth. As you know, if you watched the last episode, we discussed my death. Yes. Her death my death multiple times <laughs> and now we're going to get into it even deeper and how we rebirthed yes. ourselves as women as friends as mothers mm-hmm. how you navigate death how you become less of a, of a participant and more of an observer yes and i know some of y'all are probably like thinking what do you mean death yes what do like, you mean what, what, what's happening <laughs> if you haven't already listened to crystals and i podcast on last season mm-hmm. go back right now press pause go back and watch our episode on season four because it is so powerful and you get into the idea of how many deaths you've had in this lifetime and I think was so powerful and this is actually why we're doing the mini series between you and I because exactly that moment reached so many women that's it and so many women understood like oh this part of me is shedding this part of me and yeah. that and it's okay you gave so many women yeah. permission to accept that part yes i mean death is not the end and birth is not the beginning and i view my process of death and rebirth as ending of an old version of how you were how you went who you were and the birth of a new yes it's closing out cycles identities yes um cycles um it's a literal like you are birthing into a new version of yourself. And death is scary. The word death, people fear death. Mm -hmm. But I look at death in a different way. It doesn't have to be scary. Yes. I even start thinking about, like, I started to think about, even with my kids, like explaining to them that everything is temporary. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everyone around you is going to die. Yes. Right? I want to prepare you for that. Everyone is going to die, Everyone. right? And even like I can say it's as as death is not as literal, but like the death and rebirth we're discussing is ha- like going through a complete metamorphosis of self where you die, like a tower moment happens, something happens in your life, you experience a near death experience mm-hmm. or a rock bottom. Mm-hmm death something happens to you and you are rocked to your core yes like the rug is pulled from under you 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 have to make decisions and you know um life-changing decisions or something life-changing happens to you and you literally die right you die it's the death and the rebirth yeah so i'm gonna ask you because i talked about my death a lot Mm -hmm. I've died a million times and I feel like I'm a pro at dying at this point. (laughs) But you, like, I was so proud of like watching your latest deaths and rebirths, Mm -hmm. like, and you honoring that Mm -hmm. instead of like, and talking about it because in the past you wouldn't talk about it. Yes. 
right? So yes. where are you now in your death and rebirth process yes. and how do you navigate that? So we talked about this a lot in the last episode, mm-hmm. leaving unhealthy spaces, yes. unhealthy relationship, things yes. that no longer served you. Yes. With that comes death. Yes. With that becomes a death of an old version of me. Mm-hmm. So when I left that relationship, we can start there. Yeah. When the Saturn return, as yes. we discussed in the last episode, happened, I was like, who am I? Because mm. I didn't know who I was. Mm. I was so confused. Uh-huh. Because no one ever saw me in that world yeah. that I was in. No one knew who I was. Exactly. I masked. I acted and I played yeah. a role. Or you identified through someone else. Yes. Yeah. As a lot of us do in this yes. life. Mm-hmm. Because we never have our own sovereign. We never start thinking for ourselves. We never have that moment of death. Yeah. When I had a moment of death, when I chose to choose myself, mm-hmm. when I chose to rediscover who I was, mm-hmm. to find myself, to love myself, mm-hmm. that's when I knew, oh, you're dying. Yeah. Old Letitia, she uh, has to go. Yeah. If you want to step into this new version of you, yes. if you want to be able to have a podcast to help and share women's stories and give women a voice mm-hmm. and a platform to create a safe space so yeah. we can all relate and grow, mm-hmm. you got to die. Yeah. And you got to be vulnerable. Yes. And you have to create a safe space for yourself before you create a safe space for anybody else. And you have to sometimes face the ugliest parts of yes. yourself. And I did. Right? Shadow work. That's yes. shadow work. Yeah. Shadow work is the most embarrassing parts of you that yes. you have rejected, suppressed, shamed. Yes. That still sit there that you have not looked at. Yes. That you have not um, accepted. Uh-huh. And when you can accept, both the light and the dark, because we are all, we have made up of dark and light energy. We've made up of masculine and feminine energy. Yes, we are. The yin and the yang. And so when we can accept all parts of ourselves, that's when we can come into true authenticity. Yes. So what parts of yourself did you have to accept? That I did not have self-worth. Mm, it's deep. No matter how beautiful I was, no matter how many modeling jobs I booked yeah. or commercials or how, no matter how many times people called me beautiful. Mm. If I didn't see that, if yeah. I didn't know my internal beauty and yeah. my outwards beauty and how powerful and beautiful yeah. I really was, it didn't matter what yeah. anybody else said. So I had to recognize my self-worth. And what helped me get there was hypnotherapy. Mm. So in hypnotherapy, I was able to go back to my youngest part of me that recognized I was not worthy yeah and I'll share it in depth for me I learned at a very young age when I was born yeah my father is black and Puerto Rican my mother's white Mm -hmm. and my grandparents my grandfather specifically wasn't okay with that Mm. Uh, my dad came from a different circumstances he was actually just getting out of jail wow my dad just got out of jail my mom was writing him of letters in jail that's real Um, (laughs) And now she's pregnant. Yeah. So my grandpa was kind of like, wow. not okay with it. Yeah. And also like she had some form of racism still in his body mm-hmm. because of how he was raised. Mm-hmm. He's not a racist. He yeah. just didn't know any better. So at that time when I was born, I was the first daughter, mm. first granddaughter. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother was with my mom when she gave birth to me. Mm. Now, mind you, my mother was 17, mm. so I'm sure I had a very, yeah. I'm not sure I know. Yeah. I had a really hard birth. Sure. A 17-year-old who had big yes. dreams, very smart woman, had goals and dreams, and now yeah. I'm becoming into this world. Yeah. 
she had a birth, a child, having a child. Mm. And my grandmother was like, my, your grandfather doesn't want to be here mm. to my mom. And my mom was like, what are you talking about? Mm. And my grandmother made it a point to place me mm. in my grandfather's hands mm. and told him, you will accept this child wow. and you're going to love her. Wow. And if anybody knows, I was his favorite. Wow. But that was the first part of my unworthiness was coming out of the wow. womb and not feeling accepted. Wow. And I had to go hypnotherapy is that beautiful space where you yeah. go back in time mm -hmm. and you go back to that space from the, as an observer. Yes. And you change that scenario. You reprogram you it. You reprogram it as my grandfather being so excited to see me being in the birthing yeah. room, loving me. Yes. But I learned that that was my first sense of unworthiness. That's beautiful. And the fact that you are, were able to uncover that yes. through hypnotherapy. And hypnotherapy is one of the modalities I started with, too. Mm -hmm. And I just want to say, like, to give some a little science behind it, between the ages of zero and seven is when our belief systems are formed. Yes. Our strongest belief systems, the, the, the belief systems that loop over and over again in our subconscious. So that's why you see, like, when people are triggered as adults, it's not really what they're triggered with now. It really goes back to the yes. root. And I always say, you have to go back to the root. Yes. And so what you did was a beautiful part of this journey, but the most essential part was going back to the root. Because yes. it doesn't matter um, if you don't go back to the root. Yeah. The same situation, the same scenario, the same man, the same relationship, it will keep happening yes. over and over and over again. Yes until you reclaim that memory yes so what you did was so powerful mm -hmm. and it's similar to my journey yes. um, i started with hypnotherapy as well and that's when i was able to uncover i can say my first hit of unworthiness because mine was too i think it was like more so about learning what love was mm. because um my abuser was in my family um the way that I learned what love was, was through control and manipulation mm -hmm. and abuse. So, and then I was abandoned at like 11 by my biological father. And that was another traumatic memory because it was like, it was over money. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't feel worthy of a hundred dollars, which meant like later on in life, if someone wasn't, even though I had my own, if someone wasn't spending money on me, I wasn't worthy of love. Yes. Even though I had my own. I'm right It made no sense, yep. right? But it was because that original man, the man that shows us, our fathers are here to show us the ultimate self-love, to show us how we should be treated by yes. a man. And if that is absent or they show us the opposite, we go to look to find that in partner. So we're still this unhealed little girl looking to, for to get that that moment that healed that un that um that unmet need yes healed yes and we search for it again and again and again mm -hmm. in different partners. So I feel you and I'm proud of you because Thank that you. is deep work. Yeah, and that was my first death when I was like, no, you are worthy. But then as my journey continued, there were so many other moments of unworthiness that I felt. And I had to realize that she has to die. Yes. The worthy me has to arrive. Mm -hmm. But I had to go through the unworthiness of that situation with my grandfather. Yeah. I had to go 
I was an athlete. Mm. So being an athlete, a lot of women, a lot of athletes can relate of not yeah. being enough. Yeah. Right. I perform. That's how I'm enough. Right. If my performance is great. If I'm winning games, yes. if my dad's there cheering for me, he's not bitching at me after the right. game. If my coaches aren't spitting in my face, because that's a woman. What? I don't think we talk about this enough. Spitting in your face? Oh, man. I had basketball coaches growing up that were so toxic. <laughs> I laugh, but I it's even... so important <laughs> that your kids are being coached by emotionally intelligent people. Like, yeah. I had basketball coaches literally spitting yeah. in our face like yelling at us like crazy what? in high school because it was a very we were a small town it was yeah. very competitive it but that doesn't justify how we were treated as yes. women right wow. so we were all in this space of masculine toxicity because the way these men like coached mm. us yeah and like we thought that was okay because every yeah. small town did that like yeah we had to win yeah right so i thought that was normal right. him breaking the clipboard yeah. him yelling at us yeah, him like sure. literally pointing somebody out mushing one of the girls like i was like Dad. that's not me no that's unworthy her no oh my god but gosh. a lot of athletes a lot of women have dealt with that it wasn't until high school when i had a woman coach Sherry Levins changed my life. Mm. And I never had another coach like that as an athlete where I was like, oh, this is how it's supposed to feel. Right. But isn't it crazy how you can often relate that to like when you finally get into a healthy relationship. Yes. And you're like, oh, yes. This is how it's supposed to feel. Yes. And I just want to say like, I'm sorry that you had to deal with that. Thank you. That was... I mean, very traumatic. Yeah, and a lot, a lot of women can relate to this as athletes yeah. because we are already in our masculine as athletes. Yeah. We are already like, yeah, lifting. Like I was competitive. I wanted to win. I had that mm -hmm. adrenaline in me every day. I had that beautiful fight. Being an athlete has taught me about life, the ebb and flow, how to yes. win, how to lose, how to yes. fail, and it was a gift. But can it? Can you? Can you also agree that maybe it being an athlete too can push you past your limits or push yes. you past your boundaries? That, yes. Or suck it up. Keep going. Yes, suck it will. up. What like, you mean? Yeah. Get up. You're fine. Yeah. Get up. No, actually, I wasn't fine. Right. A hundred percent. I yeah. think that's a big part in the athletic yeah. world that we don't talk enough about, to yes. be honest. Mm -hmm. Because no, you need to look at that. Yeah. You need to get up and feel that pain. You can't yeah. just keep going like it never happened. No, it's a very unhealthy way of dealing with pain. <laughs> yes. And you that know? was another death. I had to let that unworthiness, that mm. not feeling enough. Yeah. Not feeling enough is always a big thing that showed up as an adult for me. Yeah. Especially in relationships. Yeah. Especially in that past relationship. Yeah. Even in friendships, I yeah. had to feel like I was enough. Yeah. So that was a death of the old me. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. You are enough. You are. And... You do not have to allow people to talk to you any certain way. No. Because that's what you think coaches yeah. do. You don't have to allow people to mistreat you, misguide you, disrespect you. So yeah. because of that part of my life, I also realized I was attracted to a controlling personality. I was attracted to a coaching mentality. Because that, that was love. I love my coach. Exactly. I love my dad. But yeah. they were hard yeah. and not safe spaces for not us to grow up in. Available. Yeah. Yeah. I can see how um, in, in my life, too, like dealing with very manipulative, controlling masculine energy at a very early age, mm -hmm. like um, 
I basically attracted the same exact person yes. over and over and over yes. again. And it was like, the more that I would blossom, the more people would try to control yes. me. And the more that I felt boxed in, it was like, if I was in a relationship, I would feel like, oh my gosh, like boxed in. And that's not what it's supposed no. to be. And then um, that's when I learned too about attachment styles. Mm -hmm. And I was like, when I learned, you know, there's pretty much three attachment styles. Avoidant. Yeah. Um, which is me. <laughs> Avoidant club. I'm, Avoidant. I'm changing that. Yes. We, we changed that. We, we are, are men. We are secure. Yes. We, are, we have healed. We are I'm healing. still working on it. Yes. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. There's still parts of me that are avoided. No, yeah, I feel you. Yeah. I feel you. I can I own that. You. Yeah. There are still parts of me that I'm working on to be secure. Especially if you get into a relationship with someone who is anxious. Yeah. Because that can, like, trigger your avoidant behavior. Yeah. <laughs> I notice that, too. When I feel like I'm in a box or I can't escape, like, I will run for the hills. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, I, <laughs> I just try to do that. I just try to do that. <laughs> I was like, what am I doing? I know. Right? Why am I leaving? It's okay. And then like, I had to face the reality of that. Yeah. Another death. And I had this death mm -hmm. two weeks ago. Mm. This avoidant, unsafe mm -hmm. child with Tisha. I call her little Tisha. Yes. You should always name your inner child. I call name her little Tisha. Child. Yes. I said, little Mine's Tisha. crystal ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're safe. Yes. He's not here to hurt you no. he's not here to make you feel less than he's here to expand you and mm -hmm. to love you and he's done that through his actions yeah you're scared because something is not aligning mm -hmm. there's a safe space for you to discuss this and yeah. create the space you want you're yeah. used to a certain way but that's no longer you yeah and isn't it crazy seeing that yeah isn't it crazy too as you're healing and then you are attracting more healthier relationships yes the difference in that that can feel very boring and humdrum yes. and like what's wrong you know because you're used to the chaos you're used to the disrespect you're used to the someone not valuing yes. you're used to the cheating yeah. the lying yeah. taking advantage of and then you get to a place where you're not experiencing that anymore and you're like whoa the shore is quite like crickets <laughs> and i feel like yeah that is that was the biggest death that i've experienced this year yeah allowing peace uh -huh. to be my stability yes. instead of boredom. Exactly. Having a healthy relationship doesn't mean chaos it and the doesn't. thrill of emotional highs and lows. I used to start fights just to feel something. Yes. Exactly. And he would always be like, I'm, I'm, I think you want to fight. You want to fight. And I'm like, no, I don't. I but you know, I, I want to feel something. Yes. But that was me. Yeah. And that was part of me that I'm still healing. And he was reflecting where you yes. needed to grow. Yes. He was reflecting. And that's the thing. Relationships can be such beautiful mirrors because it can reflect your life. Yes. And it also can reflect where you need to grow. And if you are able, emotionally intelligent enough or mature enough to sit in the space of self-reflection and accountability and you have a partner that can hold the space for you to heal hold the space for you to give you grace yeah. on where you are not healed and where you are still working on yourself, then that's gold. And that's beautiful. That's just gold. And you have to have patience for that journey yes. for the both of you. And yes. I think that's something that we don't talk about enough in relationships. The patience of what it takes to build yes. a relationship and allowing you to go through what you need to go yes. through. Allowing me to go through what I need to go through. Yeah. It's not always easy. No. 
and it takes time. It takes time. And again, like the more that you become an observer, yes. like that's the biggest thing I've learned lately. Now when I'm like, I, I say this, like my dads are like a roller coaster, right? Mm -hmm. And I just hold on for mm -hmm. the ride, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm going up and I'm going yeah. down, but I'm like holding <laughs> on for dear life. But now like I, the recent death that I had, um, well, I want to say this. I had a beautiful rebirth this year. Mm. And normally my rebirths would last like a couple months. What's a rebirth to you? Define a rebirth. Rebirth is when I come out on the other side, when I'm full bloom into my butterfly state. Yes. And I'm just flying into this new timeline, new version, new experiences. Like I moved to Bali for the summer, um, last summer, and I was in my rebirth season mm. and it was the most beautiful. Like I was the happiest I've ever been mm. in my life mm. because I felt like I was living in pure authenticity and pure joy, pure in my heart, like getting to a place of healing where you're living a heart centered life. And that takes a lot to live through your heart constantly. I know. I've been in my heart now for a couple of years and it's a very vulnerable place to be, but it also like, like you know, the heart knows the heart is the bridge to your own personal heaven on earth, baby. Like if you want to experience heaven on earth, you got to live in your heart. But if your heart is closed, you're going to be living up here. You're going to be living here. You're going to be living your ego. You're going to be living in survival mode. You won't be thriving. You won't be making um, decisions and choices from a place of expansion and heart energy. The heart is pure. And I want to talk about this because a lot of our sisters that are listening right now, it's taken a while yeah, for us to get here. And I want you yeah. to understand that this wasn't a quick fix overnight. No. I'm 35 years old. This yes. is taking me a long time. Yes, I don't even want to say a long time because I'm still young and fresh. <laughs> But it's it's been a journey. Yeah. It has been easy. So like when she says that she's living in her heart now, know that it's been a journey. Oh, it's been for her to get here. It's been all of my life. I started yes. living in my heart in 2021. Yeah. So and it felt very uncomfortable when I of first course. got there. I was like, oh, what is when I first had my heart heart opening, my heart chakra opening, I was at a concert. I remember the uh, they were playing live instruments. Mm -hmm. And it was the strings, the violins. They started playing the violins and the violins literally opened my heart and I started mm. sobbing. It was like my heart left my body. That's beautiful. And it was such a beautiful feeling that I had never experienced before. Because mind you, I had been in survival mode all my life. I had been in an energy of mistrust. I had deep, deep mistrust issues. I do too. Trust issues where... Even when I thought I healed them, they were still yeah. lying in the in we the shadow, yeah, waiting, right? Yeah. Or like when you have these trust issues sitting in your subconscious, subconsciously you cre recreate scenarios to to mistrust to live. And so I was still like, I mean, I remember one time someone did something that um, really I felt like betrayed me and I was I kept waiting for them to tell me like to fess up mm -hmm. like sh they're gonna tell me mm -hmm. they're like we're too close they're mm -hmm. gonna tell me mm -hmm. 
But in my head, I was like, no, I'm going to see how long it takes her to tell me. Mm. I'm going to see if I can really trust her. Mm. So now you're putting it as a challenge. Yes. And now I am creating more mistrust. You see? Yes. You see what our ego can do to you? Yes. Why? In yes. that moment, she wasn't living in her heart. She said, no. let me test this girl. Yeah. Let me tell, let me yeah. see what she wants. Like, and that waiting. came out of you. Yeah. Waiting. Yes. Waiting. It was like waiting. So you know what I stopped doing? I stopped waiting. Mm. Like that's one lesson that I learned recently coming out of this last rebirth that I've had, this last death. This last death was me. I stopped waiting. So number one, I've graduated in my death process uh -huh. where <laughs> I am an observer now. Yep. But also when these like tower moments, these super challenging moments appear, I y'all, y'all gonna laugh, but I laugh at them. And I say, okay, what you got? Bring it on. Because I see it now. Like all of this is just an illusion. And I know that sounds like super woo. -woo. Time, out, time, out, time, out, time, out. time out. Okay. So she's telling me that when she's going through it, yeah. When you going through the hardest times of yes. your life, when you're in that dark, when you yeah. feel like you're in the mud, yeah. You get up and laughing. I'm laughing. I'm I'm transmuting that energy. I'm laughing. She's I'm crying. Laughing. I'm laughing. I'm crying. I'm dancing. I am moving it through my body somatically. That's the power. Yes, that's the power. And I'm like, this doesn't own me. This is an illusion. This is temporary. This is just to teach me a lesson. Yes. And once I realize that and I say, bring it on, what you got, give me what you got. You got any more? And I know that this is going to be over shortly. I know that this is temporary. Mm. Like, that's the thing. If you can be in it and realize, like, this is going to be over. Bring it on. This is going to be over. Bring it on. <laughs> bring bring it, it on. on. 